Hey guys, we're reading from Isaiah chapter 13 today. This is a prophecy that Isaiah the prophet has concerning Babylon. And the most important verse here is verse 1, that it is concerning Babylon. This is one of those verses, as many of the prophets are, where if you read it out of context and you don't understand what is going on, you're like, God is so harsh, right? How could a loving God be like this? But this is a picture of uh, the righteous judgment of God. And so let's just take a little bit of a closer look at these verses, and then we'll apply it at the end, not at the beginning. Right. Um, you can go first. Okay, so we see here that um, God sees what uh, Babylon has done, and he is going to come in his righteous anger to punish them, right? He That's called uh, the day of the Lord that is near, and uh, he is going to utterly destroy Babylon and so much so that even in verse 12 it says you know I will make people more rare than fine gold like he's going to strike down this nation and make them you know small and scattered and the agent that he's going to use he says right is from a distant land and then he even refers to them in verse 17 um, the Medes uh, and in a geographic sense that is the Persians uh, mm-hmm. which and the Persians are the ones that are going to conquer Babylon and, and if you don't know who the Persians are they're the guys that were fighting the Spartans in 300 yes and they looked really big in the movie 300 but at this time uh, the same way that earlier uh, when there was a prophecy about Babylon to Hezekiah that was like the Spanish dominating this is going even like, like farther this is like Algeria yeah right like maybe not Algeria but like yeah like the, like the Medes are not on the like world power radar uh, really significantly at this point. And in fact, their takeover of Babylon is what puts them on the map. Mm-hmm. And, and it is, was sudden. And it was sudden and it was unpredicted. Uh, and here God is predicting it. And I think that not only is he prophesying something historic, but he's also making a spiritual truth that, you know, your hope sometimes you don't know where it's going to come from. And, <laughs> and it's complicated because the Persians in many ways, we're not that great either. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yet God is in control of this whole situation. Yeah, if any of you um, would love an extra reading for today, uh, one of my favorite books in the Bible is Habakkuk, uh, because Habakkuk is prophesying in this time too, uh, where he's looking at the destruction of Jerusalem, and he's like, God, what are you doing? And God's like, don't worry, I have a plan that you would not believe if I told you. And he's like, so what's and he's the plan? Like, and which a lot of us have heard that verse. And he's like, so what's the plan? He's like, I'm going to bring a bigger nation and destroy them. <laughs> and they're going to dominate you too. <laughs> uh, but here, again, we see that I think the most important thing is God does not forget. Mm-hmm. Um, he does not forget uh, verse 11. I will punish the world for its evil. Um, and that seems scary and yet when we realize the amount of sin in the world and especially when we've experienced sin against us that is the great joy of god that he is the god of love but also god of justice and vengeance is his and he will not forget yeah and so um for us like what does this mean so for us it means that you know in the babylons of our lives and the sin in our lives um there will be a day of the lord for us as well and thank god we have jesus who was born that all that punishment for us of the day of the Lord, and yet we get to reap the benefits of it, to be freed, to be redeemed, to return, and to have you know heaven return to earth back like in the garden. Right, and um, I think this is a good time to also talk about uh, this principle of, of well, already not already yet, not yet um, because 
it, this idea of dual fulfillment, that there's two fulfillments here. So one or is... multiple. Or multiple fulfillments. Because one is definitely that Babylon will be overthrown by the Persians. The literal Babylon. Um, but in verse 20, it says, right, it will never be inhabited. Uh, and that's not technically true because Babylon is now Baghdad. Baghdad. Um, Surprise! Uh, so you can visit it. There's no tower there right now. Um, although I love uh, verse 22, hyenas will cry in its towers. <laughs> right? Like it's definitely a reference uh, to the Tower of Babel. Um, but we see that the victory over sin and over oppression, um, it has happened, and yet the complete fulfillment mm-hmm. of it has not yet happened, uh, but will happen. Yeah, so that happens... Maybe we'll have a series on the already not yet in the Bible, but basically imagine seeing a mountain range and you see a giant mountain and you... You're climbing to the top. But then behind that mountain, since you're at the top, you see there's another mountain and it was there the whole time. You just didn't see it. In that same way, that's what we consider the the dual fulfillment or the already not yet. We see part... The full prophecy has been partially fulfilled and there may be another. Right. That God is fulfilling something to Isaiah and the people Isaiah is talking to. Um, that, you know, he's not saying, well, write this down because 2,000 years from now, someone will unlock the secret of this with Jesus. No, yeah. like it is making sense to them. And yes. the message that it is giving is the, is co- what is concentric, right? It is yeah. concentric with the message of Christ. Uh, and I hope that, you know, my Hannah and I, one of our joys of reading the Bible thematically is seeing these things. And I hope mm-hmm. that you're seeing them too. Uh, that better understanding what this meant for Isaiah actually makes it even greater for us to understand what it means for us in Christ. And we will talk about that more later. Bye.